For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm Daddy Umaktuk, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Roji Delector Kismoji. And Welcome. we have two very special guests today. I'm talking about the hosts of the Jaguars podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, James Johnson and Phil Smith. These guys are very, very entertaining, very knowledgeable about the team that the Cincinnati Bengals are facing this week. So, uh, yeah, so first, I mean, uh, Oji, what are your impressions or what are your concerns before we well, ask? That, 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 that's the thing. I mean, we got so many problems, Daddy, going into this game, really. We got the leaky offensive line, leakier than your adult diapers, as I've said many times. <laughs> We've got the, really, the poor play cutting on offense. We've got the tepid, shall we say, Viagra-needing defense. Right. We have problems on the Cincinnati Bengals side. My sense, and I want Phil and, and James to correct me if I'm wrong, my sense is that the Jaguars aren't much better. And I'd love to hear from them the strengths and the weaknesses of this team and to learn more about I don't know much about the Jags. I don't. I'll be, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched them in a while. I'd love to hear from them the strengths and the weaknesses of this team to, to, to really learn what, what is up with these Jags. You know, what are the chances? What are their strengths and weaknesses? I can tell you right now, our weakness is the O-line. That's our big weakness. Pass rush is okay. Right now, corners are mm, mediocre. Doing you're okay. talking, you're just talking about the players, but I mean, we have so, a coach. Who yeah, was a, he was a quarterback coach before he came. Yeah, and of course, Hoji was a quarterback coach at Malibu High. He likes to say Malibu that. High School. Yes, online high right. school. It was the online high school. It was the online coach. Yep. Yeah, and 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 so so he knows that really a quarterback coach is more about kind of cheering up the quarterback. Maybe yeah. giving him a, a little neck rub every once in a while. Yep, bring right? him some pretzels, bring him some pretzels, bring him a juice box, that kind of thing. Yep, just and making so, him feel comfortable. Making him feel comfortable, putting putting down the, the cooler in the right place so he could put his feet up. That's basically what I did, and I think that's what Zach did before. He did that in the Rams for Goff, and that is and that is now our head coach. And so he brings in some guys like Jim Turner. Yeah, and uh, and he and really he's not holding them accountable. He's saying, no. "Oh, they're doing a fine job." We, he's we, like, call, we we call them the dandy bunch, really. Yeah, yeah, they don't do much. They're a dandy. They, 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 I don't even know what the word dandy means. I don't know what these guys do. They don't do anything. Yeah. And he said, you know, he said, oh, he's a military guy. Everybody's afraid of him. And yeah. uh, he was talking as about- As if that's how- a good thing. These are adults. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't, said- you don't need a military guy as your O-line coach. We're talking about Jim Turner, by the way. Jim Turner has, you know, he's like the, the abusive father you never wanted. So, okay. So, uh, Phil and, and James, I mean, either one you can go first. What What is the pass rush like? Because that is our biggest concern. What is your pass rush? What is the state of the pass rush right, right now? Because our quarterback, Joe Burrow, is on pace to get sacked 75 times, which is one short of what the record will be, 76. So, we're very concerned about the hits he's taking. Yeah, well, I guess I'll start it off. When you look at the Jaguars' defensive line, right, 
Uh, and I, I've kind of studied the the Bengals a little bit. I've seen a little bit of film on them. Um, yeah, like their weakness, like you all said, is the offensive line. They aren't protecting Joe Burrow all that well. I think he was hit like 17 times, I've read, or something yeah. like that. And has been sacked around seven or eight times or something like that. And you go on the other side of the ball, the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line has uh, been struggling in itself. And this is not what people have grown accustomed to in Jacksonville point blank period over the past few years. You know, with guys like Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson, Marcel Darius, this is a much younger group. And I think their struggles, if you look at them on film, their struggles really lie within the interior of the defensive line. And that being said, you know, they have uh, Avery Jones, who's the longest tenure veteran uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have Taven Bryant. Neither one of them has really stood out. But when you look on the edge, they have Josh Allen, who was, you know, arguably one of the defensive rookies of the year last year. And Caleb Von Chason has actually looked okay on the other side of him as well. But the problem is they haven't been having much help collapsing the interior of the uh, of the pocket. And uh, that is pretty much why the Jags have struggled on the defensive line in the trenches. Yeah, but we have a big hole before I, I get uh, filled. But yeah, we have a big hole at right guard. Yeah. So what happened was we signed the Dallas Cowboys backup, Xavier Suafilo. And he was, maybe he could be a right guard. We don't know because the, the, the idea was, hey, the Cowboys are so good. Maybe their backups, their offensive line is so good. Maybe their backups are also a starter caliber. Okay. You know, it's a cheap uh, gamble, and the Bengals love the cheapness. So so they, they put him out there, and then he gets injured, and they're like, what do we do? So they take a a, a guy who's – he was on our show, obviously, so that means he's, he's very talented, very yeah, – He's got um, character. He's got voice, character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovable, lovable guy, Fred Johnson. But, I mean, he's built like a tackle. And so they throw him at right guard, and that doesn't work. So they put in Billy Price, who they drafted to be their center in the first round. They put him at right guard, mm-hmm. and he does worse – he was on yeah. that show. So, I mean, he does worse. I mean, he's obviously he did excellence. He did very, very well. But, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But he, it's he all great. relative. It's, it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. yeah. But, but my point <laughs> I, is. I'll say like, too. Is it? Yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, too. Is it, it seems like to me, like, ever since uh, Kevin Zeitler left, they've been kind of struggling to replace him, if you oh, will, man. at guard. Oh, man. Do you know the thing is? Yeah. And we such knew how so, good Zeitler such was. James, that is such a sore spot. Yeah. I mean, that is the thing is, Zeitler was young. So, I mean, really, the only excuse that the Bengals had, because they didn't even offer him a contract, you know what they said? They said, go out there and uh, see what the, the market is like. And if oh. you don't see anything you like, come back here and we'll give you like a really, really low ball offer. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's actually, this is the way I bargain when I go to like the traditional kind of, you know, like the bazaar type markets. I, yeah. I say, I'm going to like look at all the different stores and I'll give you like a really low ball offer. And, and they know I'm not serious. And so they just ignore me. And then when they see that nobody's buying their rugs, you know, I come back and, and I clean up. The Bengals thought that they were in some Middle Eastern bazaar or something. But yeah. what happened was, yeah, it's crazy. But what happened was, the, what even was worth was Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it was crazy. And I was going to say, I mean, I wish we all had owners like you guys have. I mean, you guys wanted Nick Foles. You got, you got the. You, I mean, you guys, when you guys want something, you get it. I love that. Now, I, would, yes, I don't know that all of us wanted Nick Foles. I will, I, I will I say that. Uh, a lot of the fan base was pretty split on Nick Foles. So, for some reason, now, of course, that's when we had John DeFilippo, and of course, that's who they wanted to pair him with, and ultimately didn't work out. Which, of course, is why we are now uh, with Gardner Minshew, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Yeah, I'd love to get into that. I'd love to hear about Gardner Minshew. He's got he's got a beautiful name. I I do a lot of gardening. Well, myself. you know what's funny? Well, he's very he's very mysterious. I mean, because oh. look, this guy. 
I was just reading a little bit about him. He's the second, Gardner Minshew the second, and we don't know who the first was. It wasn't his father. There is some other Gardner Minshew who they oh. said, we're going to name you after him. We don't know. It could be anybody. It These could be avatars. like the president of this the United States. This is reincarnation. This is what I do. This is what I do, Daddy. These are avatars. This is a reincarnation thing. Yeah. So you have your Gardner Minshew is reincarnated as Gardner Minshew. This is very classic. This is a very classic circle and it, uh, of karma. It's very, it's very, it's very common. I'm, I'm surprised you don't understand these things. Yeah. You guys want to no, guess I, what yeah. Gardner Minshew's name would have possibly been aside from Gardner? Of course, his dad had another name, and it's, yeah, I don't know if Phil even knows this, but uh, just, just take a while. Get, yes. They oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? I did my research, guys. I did my research. Um, <laughs> that is a but cool look, name, Beowulf. Yeah, but. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can he change it back? Is it too late? <laughs> I, I mean, I would just, I, I would switch it back to Beowulf uh, over Gardner yeah, for sure. Man. But Beowulf. you know, guys, here's the thing. So Gardner Minshew, he he looked good last year, and oh. he looked better than Nick Foles. He was very sharp for a rookie. But I think it's the low ceiling, right? That they were like, oh, he's not the long term answer. Right. This year they didn't have a better option. They're like, okay, maybe we get Trevor Lawrence in the next draft, or maybe you know Justin Fields or something. And so they're like, we'll give him a shot. And he comes out and completes 95% of his passes in this first game, right? Mm -hmm. Second game, he's is still pretty good. They lose the game. He's still pretty good. But, you know, you guys are, are coming from behind all the time. And then the third game, his, his flaws are kind of exposed. Am I right? Like the man, yep. uh, the Dolphins just knew how to play him, right? Yeah, that's the absolute worst case scenario that you can think of, too, for Gardner Minshew. Because, like you guys said, he's starting off very strong through weeks one and two. And Jay and I were even starting to have this discussion, like, hey, maybe Gardner is the guy. But then he comes out on Thursday night, and he has the worst possible performance you could on that stage. There's no other games on. No one else is paying any attention to anything else. And he goes out there, and he and he hangs one. You know, that's and that's why the majority, or the I would say half of this fan base is split, because... As far as a person in this city of Jacksonville, he fits in perfectly. He's exactly what you yeah. want. He's a great guy. He does he great stuff for the, the community. He does. He, I he, heard he, that he he's taking out. He's taking care of your alligator problem. I mean, that's exactly what you want from a guy out of you know from from Duval. But he's, when yeah. you look at the at the you know what his ceiling might be, it might not be very high. When you have a draft class coming up that's so good, and you may have new GM, a new coach, they're not going to stick stick with the old guy. They're going to go for somebody new. Well, I'll tell you something, though, Phil. I'll tell you something before I know who wants to jump in. The Bengals are are great at getting young quarterbacks back on track. Okay, what? so you know, week two, Baker on Mayfield track, on track to the hospital. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they're opposing, oh, opposing, opposing, opposing quarterbacks. Oh, opposing quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like week two, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, he he's like, it's the question: Is he the long term starter? Right. right. And let's be honest. Let's be honest, guys. Gardner, the, his performance deserves a lot more of a leash than Baker Mayfield's, but yeah. it's just because where they were drafted, mm -hmm. Baker, you know, I mean, I mean, the Gardner is kind of like the, I don't know, like the, the Dukes of Hazard version of, of Baker Mayfield or something, or like a, like the pizza making version. You know what I mean? It's like he could be, yeah. there's so many possibilities with that handlebar, like a, he's kind of like a miniature, like Harley Davidson ride or something, but, but I mean, he is, he, he does have some of the personality, some of the kind of, that you know of a Baker Mayfield, he's very accurate and that incredibly marketable. Uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's all incredibly of marketable for sure. But he was drafted so late that they're not mm -hmm. gonna, they're gonna, you know, had, once he kind of looks back for two games, like yeah, okay, so this guy's not big time, you know. But right. we got Baker Mayfield back on track. That's what we do. Our defense yeah. does not have an identity. It does not have bite. It does not. And so Gardner Minshew, if if the the Bengals 
don't learn from the Dolphins. And I don't know because our, our, all of our coaches, our assistant coaches, there are such unknowns. You know, they're none of them yeah. were established coordinators. If no. they don't pick up on how to play him, and also let, let me say something else. It's just that teams get pumped up to play against the Bengals because they know mm-hmm. that uh, there's a good chance that they're just not going to be prepared. And that's the way we've been in the past few years. So I, I see Gardner having a big game. I don't know about 95%, but he's going to complete 70% of his passes. Yeah, you know, well, I'll gonna... it too. Ryan Flores is a excellent defensive mind and he you know i forget who their defensive coordinator is exactly but they came up with this very good game plan against gardner to express his flaws and what helped too is going into that game the jacksonville jaguars on uh, thursday afternoon around one or two announced that dj chark wasn't going to be there and as we all know dj chark is the number one weapon for the jacksonville jaguars here you have gardner Minshew, who hasn't even had 10 games as a jaguar as a starter at least yet and brian flores just dialed up whatever it was to, to expose his flaws or what have you and uh especially with the case of dj chark not being there to take off the top of a defense and so on and so forth and you know that's something like in the Bengals case right that's something worth watching on this injury report because yeah. uh, he's on the injury report right now as we speak wednesday he was limited but i tend to think like as he progresses through the season we'll see him you know become maybe a full participant or he'll be probable by the end of the week or whatever the case may be but that's something to watch out for because Gardner Minshew did not fare well with the cast behind DJ Chark and that's LaVisca Chenault and Colin Johnson who are rookies Keelan Cole Chris and, Conley uh, Chris Conley which you know we had a terrible thought, game yeah we we thought like receiver was a strength for this team but one thing we've noticed is that without DJ Chark, they don't separate all that well. So that's something to like keep a note James, of in this game. James, I am not the type of person to show off. I'm not. Sometimes I brag about my Tesla a little bit, but really deep, deep down, I'm a, I'm a humble man. But I will tell you this. There is a triumvirate of defensive players on the Bengals that if all three of them play at the same time, the Jags would be unhappy. It would be not pretty. And that is your Geno Atkins, your DJ Reader, and your Carlos Dunlap, and we've and we've not oh. seen those three play in the same field yet because Gino's been hurt. Mm. The thing about Gino is no one knows exactly how bad the injury is. It seems to be cut and paste, take it as they come, see it week by week kind of thing. And I will say this: I don't think Gino's going to be back for this Sunday game. Good, better for you guys, right? But oh. if if one day that man laces up. And DJ Reader laces up. Carlos Dunlap, the Carlos Dunlap in the flesh comes on the field. Oh my lord, that is going to be a defense to be reckoned with. Well, I, yeah, but I will say this, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you have James Robinson, right? An emerging young running back. Yep. And uh, we honestly are tackling that you it's unpredictable. We have no idea what it's going to look like week to week, you know. So I mean, that's another thing is they they could, if they are as smart with the play calling. I don't know what the Jaguars play calling looks like right now. But if they can set up the run by establishing the pass, if you will, early yeah. on, they are going to devour us. I mean, look, DJ Reader is very good, okay? But he's after really that, good. I mean, yeah, he's very good against the, the run. But, uh, yeah, we have not, we have not, you know. They haven't gelled. I mean, we they did play gelled. the Browns. We did play the Browns. I mean, that was probably our worst game against the run. And they are exceptional. They have a great, uh, they have a great game run game. Them, you know. And and uh, there was a point when Anarok seemed to have them figured out. I don't know if you remember, but they were right at the uh, goal line. And they kept stopping them. I think they stopped them three times at the goal line. I don't know if you remember that, Daddy. 
they they seem to, I think they're working it out. I I have way more hope in the Bengals defense, believe it or not, than the offense. Even though I think Burrow is a once in a decade kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the poor kid. It's like you know, he it's like he's in one of those little bally things at the Chuck E. Cheese where everybody just jumps on you and you're in the ball. You know, you're drowning in the balls. That's what it looks like. The poor guy. It does. Like. Let's go to a different place. We don't have to be a Chuck E. Cheese right. young man. Come on. But no, it's honestly to... the funniest thing, guys, is that the team, you know, they, they, at first they were like, we're going to look at what happened off the line. We're going to look at what I got. And now today, Jim Turner comes out, Zach Taylor comes out. They're like, you know, actually, people, it's like they're not seeing what they're seeing. It's like, uh, they're like, no, actually, the offensive line is good. These guys are making progress. People are too, they're too hard on Bobby Hart. They, and by the way, they, Bobby Hart they is not. Bro. James, yeah. Phil, they blamed. Burrow. Oh, they said, yeah, they said, they said Burrow has to, you know, uh, take kind the of hit. Uh, learn how to learn avoid how to taking the ball away. So, I mean, I'll tell you this, their denial of the problem on the defensive line, it reminds me of one of my friends and co-hosts, you know, for the longest time, I said, man, you're, you're balding, man. You maybe want to wear a hat or something. He's like, I'm not balding. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, look in the mirror, you're balding. And then when he finally saw it, he's like, well, maybe if you you know, you didn't give me such a hard workload, my hair wouldn't right. fall out. And so, like, I'm the Joe Burrow in this situation, yeah, right? That's true. And I'm like, man, that's the genetics, it's diet, it's all this stuff. The guy doesn't eat anything, but he's a fruitarian. He's the grossest, yeah, yeah. grossest things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of gross, yeah. It sounds it like a situation here where uh, none of the fan base wanted to blame Blake Bortles. That's what it sounds like. And uh, oh, me man. and Phil, we, we were kind of the bad guys in that boat. And our other co-host from back in the day, Jacob DeLawrence, because we just call it like it is. But that's what it sounds like uh, kind of going on in a like vice versa type of situation over there. Yeah. Well, you know what it really is? It's that our team has been taken over by a coaching staff. That seems not to know what it's doing, but if you know anything about the Bengals, you know they're really into discipline. They love the discipline and conspiracy theories. But yeah, and we have a hard time getting rid of our coaching staff. I mean, I Mm -hmm. God bless Marvin Lewis, love Marvin Lewis, but he was he he was it was hard to get rid of him after a while. This is going to be harder. I mean, this Zach guy knows how to sweet talk the Blackburns and the Brown family. But look, James and Phil, it was such a great pleasure to have you on the show. We learned Twilight. so much about the Jaguars. Please, everybody, subscribe to their podcast, the Believe in Jaguars podcast on the Believe right. Podcast Network. It's on iTunes, all that kind of a stuff. Leave them a five. Don't be cheap. Leave them a five-star rating. Yeah. Make sure you do that. And do the same for us. Subscribe. So do all those things. And uh, also subscribe to the YouTube channel, obviously, and turn on notifications and like and all that kind of stuff. So we will see you after the Bengals game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, by the way, the Jaguars are probably going to win because they have a very good record against us. But that is all we have for this show. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.